You are listening to the Toxic Mold Podcast with Steve Worsley, the toxic mold expert and your number one source for mold consulting and mitigation in the USA. Let's dive into a brand new episode. Before we get started on this episode, here's a not so short disclaimer. While all attempts have been made to verify the content provided in this podcast, neither the podcaster or the producers assume any responsibility for errors, omissions, or alternative interpretations of the issues discussed here. All information stated in this podcast is the opinion of Steve Worsley. Steve Worsley is a mold specialist with over 25 years of experience in the construction and mold industry. The Toxic Mold Podcast is for information sharing purposes only. The views expressed are those of the podcaster and his alone. These views should not be taken as expert instruction or commands. While there may be references to medical conditions and symptoms, all podcast episodes are the opinion of Steve Worsley and any medical questions or concerns shall be addressed with the appropriate licensed medical professional or professionals. As the podcaster refers to different mold types, please be aware that Steve Worsley is not a microbiologist and questions concerning mold specifics should be answered by the appropriate professional. Steve isn't nor does he offer any legal advice. For any legal advice, you must speak with a lawyer. The listener is 100% responsible for his or her own actions. You can check out Steve's books on Amazon. Just go to Amazon and search for author Steve Worsley. You can also take Steve's courses on Udemy or Skillshare, and you can find out more about those at cnccontractorservices.com. Now, let's get to the episode. Hello, you're listening to the Toxic Mold Podcast with myself, Steve Worsley. And again, we have my wife, Cassandra. How are you? Good. How's it going? Uh, it's it's good. We're... we're uh... We're on a roll here. What is this, like the third or fourth one in a row? I think so. Maybe even longer. I can't remember. But thanks for being here. I'm sure all the listeners appreciate it, which uh, I would like to thank all of our listeners. We keep we keep getting more and more listens. So it's pretty cool when we started this. What year did we start this? I don't even remember. 2019, I believe, April. Wow. It's been a while. Yeah, it has actually, and I gave you a lot of pushback on doing this podcast. So, but we have a lot of a lot of our clients listen to it. I get a lot of uh, feedback. Some happy, some not so happy. Yeah, it's uh, it's good to have you here because you started with us and you have your own business you're trying to run. But I keep bugging you because I don't like doing these by myself. I I feel like I do much better with you because I don't ask the questions that you would ask. So. It's uh, it's kind of difficult for me to put myself into the shoes of somebody that doesn't know anything about mold. Absolutely. Once you've once you're an expert at it, it's hard to go back to feeling like a beginner. Yeah, and I I, I try to do my best to educate our listeners, but I just I don't know. I've done this for so long. I've been in construction my entire career, so there's just a lot of things I don't think about, but. Anyhow, today's episode is episode 234. This is an interesting topic. It's ozone machines for toxic mold mitigation. Do you even know what an ozone machine is? Um, it changes the air, the chemicals in the air. That's about what I know. Yes. So interesting you say that. I, I, I'm not going to quote everything to the exact percentage, but you know, we have the, the air that we breathe is not just oxygen. It's a uh, 18 to 21% oxygen. And then the 78% um, 
I don't know what chemical it is. It's not on the top of my head right now. And then we have like 1% of other gases and which could include ozone. Well, if you change the chemical makeup of the air, this is my theory on it. It prevents the mold spores from reproducing. So the reason I wanted to talk about it, now that I'm telling our listeners, hey, go out and buy you an ozone machine, is as I hear or see a lot about it on social media. And I'm sure you hear me complain. There's a certain page, there's a certain person that that's all that she pushes is an ozone machine. And it's it's not it's not the, the proper way to do mold mitigation. So I figured it'd be a good topic to talk about. So to just define it, an ozone machine is a machine that we use during mitigation that kills the bacteria and it reduces odors. You heard me say that. It's a machine we use. It's one piece of equipment that we use for mold mitigation. So can anybody go buy an ozone machine? Yes. Is my first question. So anybody well, can buy it. Let me... <laughs> Because I say this, but in Wyoming and Utah, we're not regulated. So our chemicals that we use aren't regulated. We don't have to be licensed. Obviously, I'm certified, but we don't have to be licensed. And for the listeners, all that means is, you know, like Utah has what's called Doppel. It's the state entity that regulates contractors and nurses and doctors and all that. I'm not saying Wyoming doesn't regulate doctors, but in our field, um, even contractors in Wyoming, we're not... Like, I'm a licensed contractor in a few different municipalities, but we don't have a state contractor license, licensing agency, and you know that. But whereas Utah, once you're licensed through Doppel, you're licensed throughout the entire state. But anyhow, um, they don't oversee us. So to say that anybody can go buy one, I, I believe you can get on Amazon and buy an ozone machine. I think anybody can. But our favorite states that like to sue, like California... I don't know if you can or not. Well, because I think so many people will hear ozone machines are used in mold mitigation. They'll go, oh, it's like an air purifier. Let me just go buy one so I have one at home. (laughs) Right? And so maybe it's helpful to help people understand why ozone machines are used, but also maybe why the everyday person shouldn't be attempting to use them. Well, so to kind of tackle that in a few different aspects. So... I just told you what the chemical makeup of the air is. And if you're pumping or turning on an ozone machine, you're changing the chemical makeup of the air. That's the whole point. Like we're trying to prevent the mold spores from remaining viable and reproducing. We're trying to stop that and we're changing the chemical makeup of the air. Well, what do you think that does to your air you're breathing? Probably changes the air you're breathing. Exactly. And so my point is, is it's not safe. Our listeners are probably like, well, Steve, you just said you guys use them. Yes, we do use the machines, but they're inside of a containment. And when we turn them on, we actually, we're in our monkey suits and we have our face masks on. We actually turn the machines on. They're set on a timer. They run for how many ever hours we decide to have them run. So say we're on a mitigation project and we're wrapping up our Monday. We're going to turn that machine on as we're leaving for the day. And then it'll kick off at least four hours before we get back. So my point is, is it's not safe to breathe. It's not safe to have animals in the home, which, of course, you know this. We don't like anybody in the home when we're doing mold mitigation. But just to kind of clarify that, like, it's not healthy to breathe, period. It's not, and I want to be clear of how I say this, like we've talked about people that use foggers or just spray chemicals for mold mitigation. It is only one piece of equipment that we use. And 
you know, we use air scrubbers, we're using chemicals, we're removing the mold from the home or whatever, building materials, whatnot, maybe the building materials we're removing. It is only one piece of equipment. So for our listeners, could you, would you go out and buy an ozone machine? If you want to, I just don't know that they're properly trained to be able to use them. A lot of hotels actually use them for odors, for for people that smoke in their rooms. They bring in an ozone machine and that's how they they try to get those odors out. So did I kind of answer your question? You did. And I guess, you know, somebody might be listening to this and wondering or thinking, hey, I had somebody do mold mitigation in my home and they didn't use an ozone machine. Is it standard procedure for a mold mitigation company to use an ozone? No, no. So uh, that's kind of something I didn't address. <laughs> so for, for my competitors out there that are listening, which we do have, which I wouldn't call them competitors. We're all in the same business. There's plenty of work for all of us. Some of them might be saying, Steve, I can't believe you do that. It's kind of a touchy subject because some people believe it is worth using. Some people believe it's not. I have done my own case studies. I've used the machines, ran air tests, looked at those results. I've not used them, looked at the results. We get better results when we use them. And to be honest with you, unless you're in a home that people are in and there's no containments and they have house plants and pets and they're there, like, you're not hurting anything. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, I don't know what it would hurt, even if it's doing nothing. But I do believe that they help. Well, and, and it's kind of like oxygen is a requirement for mold growth. So if an ozone machine is changing the chemicals in the air, then it's also hopefully preventing mold from being able to grow even more. Yes. Yeah. And I, I had a, a project. He was an engineer, but his dad was like a chemist or I can't remember, but I was explaining to him. You know, he asked about the ozone machines and he's like, why do you use them? And I I told him essentially what we're talking about. I said, I honestly, scientifically, I I don't have the expertise to, to say, yes, it works or no, it doesn't. But I explained my theory to him, like you're changing the chemical makeup of the air, which prevents the mold spores, in my opinion, from reproducing. And like I said, it kills bacteria and it removes odors. Okay. Mold has an odor to it. Uh, you know, even if you're running air scrubbers, you can't always just get rid of the odor. Some of our chemicals we use have odors to it. So, you know, for me, and like I said, you know, for those that are listening that don't believe in it, that's fine. It's no different than ERMI testing, my opinion about it, and those that, that love it. Nobody's right. Nobody's wrong. I just want our listeners to understand why we're using them. And if they have a contractor that's not, it's not that big of a deal. Does that make sense? It does, but what, so what should our listeners know about ozone then? That it is, it's toxic to breathe. Okay. Like it's not safe for them to be breathing in ozone. So if their contractor, to kind of backtrack a little bit, we're very clear as to our clients, the the processes we follow. But on the other hand, we don't give them a step-by-step what we're doing for proprietary reasons. If our listeners, they say, yeah, well, my contractor's telling us. I guess the reason I told you that is your contractor might not tell you every step they're taking. If they don't say that they're using an ozone machine, you don't, you shouldn't run and find another contractor. Now, are there pieces of equipment that must be used in mold mitigation? Of course, you know, a containment, air scrubbers, HEPA vacuums. If they're not using those, you've got the wrong contractor. But if they're not going to use an ozone machine, it's not the end of the world. There's no reason for you to run out and buy one. And you can buy them for less than $100. 
it's just not something that I think our listeners would benefit from by only buying an ozone machine. Does that make sense? That does make sense. So then what what is your call to action for those listening? If you're going to have mold mitigation performed, make sure you get the proper contractor. And we're actually going to talk about that, I think, in a couple weeks. But that's my call to action. Don't go out there and buy an ozone machine and think it's going to fix everything. I've got a call to action for them. Okay. It's about to be Thanksgiving and it's about to be Black Friday. And so if you're not signed up for the email list, you're going to miss out on the Black Friday special, hint, hint, on VPAs and mold consults that will come out on Black Friday. So make sure you go to cnccontractorservices.com and you sign up for the mold investigation checklist and get on the email list. Otherwise, you will not get the great Black Friday deal that will be coming out on Black Friday this year. Yeah, I was going to promote our Facebook page and tell them to go like our page. We'll do that too. But yeah, we appreciate all of you for listening. Like Cassandra said, it is going to be Thanksgiving on Thursday. So I hope everybody that's out there traveling, I'm glad we're not having to do that. But all of you out there that are traveling, travel safely. But yes, go go like our Facebook page. But also, like Cassandra said, sign up for our email list. I will put, I don't know if I can, can I put a link to our Facebook page? I'm not sure about how we I do that. I think in the comments in SoundCloud. But again, if you get on the list, you'll never miss a thing. So join the email list and share this with your friends. Perfect. Today was episode 234. Thanks for listening and have a happy Thanksgiving. Thank you for listening to this episode. Make sure you go to our website at cnccontractorservices.com and sign up for the mold investigation checklist. Again, go to cnccontractorservices.com and get your free mold investigation checklist today. You can also on cnccontractorservices.com find out more about Steve's courses and books and consultations. Once again, go to cnccontractorservices.com.